Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome back, folks. I hope you all had a very, very Merry Christmas. I know we did here in the Bongino household. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how was your Christmas, my friend? Hey, it was pretty good, man. Um, you know, I didn't know what to do with myself with two days off. But <laughs> I know, we have not but- <laughs> taken, for those of you who have been listeners of the show from the beginning, five years ago, Joe and I, um, up until a year ago, had not taken a day off. Right, that's ever. right. Christmas, July 4th, nothing. And uh, so this year we decided that it'd probably be a good idea uh, to do that. So uh, thank you for being patient with us. Good to see you back, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Paula good here. to see you guys uh, too. Yeah, always. And then it was uh, nice to get my, I did Fox and Friends on Christmas morning. And for some of you saw it, I had my daughters pop on to uh, invade the studio on during the live hit, which was funny. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate that and all the nice feedback. All right, folks, let me get to it. Let me tell you what we got for you today. I got a nice lineup for you today. Virginia turning towards serious tyranny. Big problems in Virginia with the Second Amendment. You've heard about it. Ooh, it looks like Democratic Governor Ralph, of Ralph Northam's doubling down. And I got a story about Johnny B., Johnny Brennan, that I promise is going to blow your mind. It's an older story I want to bring back because it's going to tell you what I think he's sweating about. It's really, really good. You're not going to want to miss that. All right, let's get All to right. it. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Raycon. Listen, you've heard me talk about Raycon's wireless earbuds and how much I love mine. They are terrific. They fit right in the ear. Wireless Bluetooth earbuds. I love mine. Here's the best part about them. Not only is the sound great, not only they fit perfectly in your ear, not only does the charge last for a very long time, they're half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds I've used. And they sound amazing. If you haven't bought a pair today, today is your lucky day. Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, just released their best model yet, the E25s. They have six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing. The Bluetooth pairing cannot get any easier. More bass and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. I use them everywhere. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable. They are perfect for on-the-go listening and for taking phone calls. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet. No dangling wires, no stems everywhere. You've heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, and J.R. Smith. They're all obsessed with Raycons. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Bongino. That's buyraycon.com slash Bongino for 15% off. I know a lot of you have those gift cards now. Buyraycon.com slash Bongino. 15% off on wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Check them out. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, so this Virginia, the degeneration of Virginia into a tyrannical near police state is, is just disturbing. Joe lives yeah, up man. in Maryland. I live there. That's where I met Joe. Maryland and Virginia are like New York and New Jersey. They are inexorably tied together. Yep. Their economies, transportation networks. Yep. Um, it's it, it's like Mary Virginia. You know, I, I mean, it, it, that's yeah. just the way it is. A lot of people from Maryland moved to Virginia. Virginia moved to Maryland. I've always had Virginia as, as kind of a, a soft spot for me because I know the area well. I did a lot of political events over there. I would just drive um, over the uh, over the bridges down the Beltway. Folks, this thing of Virginia with Governor Ralph Northam, far left uh, Democrat, uh, infamous for uh, either his appearance in blackface or in a Ku Klux Klan outfit in that dreaded photo. Ralph Northam, they are engaging in a very serious gun confiscation plan in Virginia that is not going to go over well. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Virginia um, is not New York, okay? Despite its far left tilt recently because of Northern Virginia. Here's an article in the Daily Caller uh, I just wanted to point out. Virginia Governor Northam increases correction budget in anticipation of jailing gun owners. Folks, this will be in the show notes. Please read this. Please read this story. This is a real story. It's not The Onion. It's up at The Daily Caller. My show notes, if you subscribe to my newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter, I will send you the best conservative stories of the day. It'll be up at BonginoReport.com as well, your alternative to the Drudge Report. This is not a joke. Now, not only in Virginia, are they threatening to take your legally owned firearms from you in a gun confiscation plan. Governor Northam, far left-leaning Governor Northam, is increasing the jail budget by $250,000 in anticipation of Second Amendment abiding constitutionalists saying, you mm-hmm. can go pound sand. I'm not giving you my guns. All right. This is real. This is not a joke anymore. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this story, but Virginia, I've addressed this a couple times now. You know how Virginia goes, the rest of the country goes. This was once a conservative Democrat and Republican-leaning state at times. Let me rephrase that. It was a conservative-leaning state regardless of party. Even the Democrats were generally conservative in Virginia. Yeah. Most of them. That's all gone now. That is all gone. They had Republican governors. Of course, Virginia can only run once. They had Republican governors often. That's gone now. Virginia, due to Northern Virginia has gone almost completely leftist. And this is what's happening. How Virginia goes, the rest of the country goes with it. If they can take your firearms away in Virginia, they're increasing the jail budget in anticipation you're going to tell them no. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a disaster down there. Read the article, $250,000 in additional jail money in anticipation of the enactment of this gun confiscation. Let me read you a quote from the piece. The 250K is appropriated to the Correction Special Reserve Fund in order to provide for, and this is a quote, an increase in the operating cost of adult correctional facilities resulting from the enactment, end quote, of Northam's gun control measures. Among the enumerated laws that this allocation is meant to fund is a ban on commonly owned semi-automatic firearms and the criminalization of, criminalization of private firearm transfers and gun confiscation orders without due process. Folks, this is, I mean, this is unbelievable. Now, one more thing about Virginia. As I've said often, the great irony of conservatism is conservatism works for liberals too. When you enact conservative policies, low taxes, light government regulation, school choice, patient-controlled health care, big, bold, robust individual freedom, the great irony of conservatism is it works for liberals and conservatives. It works for everybody. The tragic irony of liberalism is liberalism burns everything down. It's a forest fire, even the homes of liberals too. So now what are you saying? You're going to see this blow up spectacularly in their faces there because law-abiding Second Amendment, constitutionally abiding patriots are not surrendering their firearms that they've legally obtained in an unconstitutional law. They don't care what Ralph Northam says. This is going to be a spectacular misfire in their part. But I read one more thing. It's just quickly on it. Virginia is also talking about changing the zoning laws. Now, to be fair, I am not a fan of zoning laws at all. When you look at increases in zoning laws, you also see high rents. You see disastrous policies take place. But when you've had single family homes built and you've had suburbs in Virginia for years and people have established their lives around a certain set of operating principles dictated locally, get a lot of this one, Joe. You want to talk about another backfire yeah. that I think is going to blow up in the face of Virginia, uh, Virginia liberals? They want to change the zoning laws and liberals to allow 
basically a, a bunch of duplex type, condo type, and other low-income housing right smack dab in the middle of the suburbs. Hey, like <laughs> I said, I'm not a fan of zoning. That ain't gonna go That's down fine. There. That ain't going to go. Oh, folks, let nah. me, Joe, how do you think rich, white, elitist <laughs> liberals who, by the way, can't stand anyone outside of their little bubbles. They pretend they're all into like the common good. No, that's all crap. Yeah, How yeah. do you think they're going to feel when you get a big, you know, 15-story low-income housing facility right smack dab in the middle of rich, white, elitist neighborhoods who are all mostly liberals, by the way, in the middle of Northern Virginia? Oh. Let's see how well they respond yeah. to that one. Yeah. That's not going to end well either. Yeah, liberals love liberalism. Yeah. As long as it doesn't affect them. Remember, I got another story coming up about that later, by the way, Joe, about, about uh, liberal millionaires. They want a millionaire's tax as long as it's not their millionaire's tax. I'll get <laughs> yeah. to that in a little while, too. There's some that's, money that's, that's down a there, too. You know what, Dan? There's some, there's some bucks oh, down there. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That Beltway Corridor? Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, from Montgomery County, yeah, Maryland, there you down go. to Alexandria, Arlington, that Woo. whole bubble down there. Big money. Government's a very lucrative business, Joe. You know yes, that. Yes, it is, Daniel. Come yeah. on. You've been in talk radio a long time. You know how well, you know how wealthy operating with the government and uh, <laughs> yes. on behalf of the government in conjunction with the government can make you. Big time. All right. A lot to get to. Big news. We took a few days off, so a couple of big stories. Folks, um, Obama knew about Spygate. Well, we knew that. I know you knew that. But there's been a big open sore. Why am I talking about this now? Well, John Durham, the United States attorney who's looking into the whole Spygate affair and debacle, he has recently turned his attention, and this became a story last week while we're bringing it up now again, uh, he has turned his attention to John Brennan. You saw the story in the New York Times we covered last week. Brennan is now a target. I believe Brennan is sweating big time for a number of reasons. I believe Brennan knew. I believe Brennan misled the FBI and uh, Harry Reid and the Democrats into opening up an investigation based on Steele's information. Brennan misled them into believing that it was based on sound intelligence. It wasn't. It was garbage. It was all political oppo research. Brennan just wanted Trump and his team investigated. That's not giving any of them a pass, as I've said many times, talking about the FBI and Harry Reid. I believe they were knowingly misled. They wanted to be misled, if you get what I mean. Yeah. But one of the open sores here on Brennan is how did he do and his 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 intelligence community how did they manage to pull off this spying operation without leaving a paper trail that could have been easily found by conservative uh, uh investigative journalists who were doing real reporting where is the paper trail let me set this up for you a little bit by the way, I'm going to hat tip in advance Lee Smith, who did great work on this. But before I get to Lee, I want to show you this article by The Daily Caller, which is fascinating because it's an article that's been forgotten largely. It'll be up in the, It's linked in the article I have in the show notes by Lee Smith, so you can't miss it. Former U.S. Attorney, by the way, this is from 2017. Former U.S. Attorney says, Susan Rice ordered spy agencies to produce detailed spreadsheets involving Donald Trump. Okay, so now we know. For those of you still claiming that, well, Brennan might have been doing this as Obama's CIA director spying on the Trump team. In other words, Joe, follow me here as the audience yeah. ombudsman. Yeah, with you. But, you know, it was a rogue operation. Brennan was just doing his own thing. Really? Because a lot of people forgot that story about Susan Rice, Obama's national security advisor. For those of you liberals who conveniently forget that, Obama's national security advisor, Susan Rice, ordered the National Security Council to produce detailed spreadsheets 
of the Trump uh, campaign and who they were contacting and what they were talking about and that kind of stuff. Mm. Did you forget that story? From this Daily Caller story, there's this fascinating thing in here about how they blew a hole in this supposed firewall. Let me read you this quote. Michael Duran, former National Security Council senior director, told the Daily Caller Monday, this is from a couple of years ago, quote, somebody blew a hole in the wall between national security secrets and partisan politics. This was a stream of information that was supposed to be hermetically sealed from politics. And the Obama administration found a way to blow a hole in that wall. What is he talking about? This is a former National Security Council director, senior director, saying that the National Security Council, which Susan Rice was the head of as the National Security Advisor to President Obama, Joe, that National Security Council, Joe, was supposed to be providing what to President Obama, now President Trump? National security, National security information, obviously. Right. Not political oppo research. As this guy, Duran, says, who used to run the National Security Council, one of the senior directors, there's a wall. You should not be using the National Security Intelligence Infrastructure to gather political information on your opponents. None of this is hard. But if Susan Rice managed to breach that wall, to use the National Security Council's tools and the intel community's tools to gather information, nothing to do with national security, was political research only, how did they do it and avoid the paper trail? This has been an open question. Paula, you know how? Do you remember? It's a good question, right? I can see she's interested in this one. This is what I think Durham may be looking at. And if he's not, he probably should. Let's go back to an older piece by Lee Smith from 2018, Tablet Meg. Again, be up in the show notes. This is from 2018, March 13th. Lee Smith, Bob Mueller's Beltway cover-up. It's in the show notes again, bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe. I'll send these emails. I'll email them to you every day. The best part about our newsletter is it's older articles that are evergreen. I can't tell you this stuff. I dig these things up because I remember them. And I remember this piece by Lee Smith. And I thought, this is probably where Barr and Durham are going and why Brendan's in a lot of trouble. How did they breach the firewall, use the National Security Council for intelligence information on politics, not on national security, and wind up covering their tracks? Where are the whistleblowers? How come there's not this paper trail? How come people aren't coming forward going, I was asked to do this and I was asked to do that. I was asked to query this database by Brendan, CIA, and all these people. How, where are these people? This is where this gets fascinating. Let's pull up the first screenshot from Lee Smith's piece. Listen to this one. This is in the piece. If you want to read it yourself, I'll read it for you at home. Quote, coincidentally, the owner of the Washington Post has a major stake in letting Mueller do his work to, prefer, to preserve America's surveillance and spying complex. Listen to this, folks. It's important. In 2013, the same year Amazon founder Jeff Bezos bought the paper that broke Watergate for $250 million, Amazon Web Services landed a $600 million deal with the U.S. Intel community. Oh! According to a 2017 Washington Post story, oh yeah, Amazon Web Services created a, quote, cloud storage service designed to handle classified information for U.S. spy agencies, including the CIA. The cloud technology was to, quote, usher in a new era of cooperation and coordination allowing agencies to share information and services much more easily. Well, there's, I, 
Well, well, very yeah. well said, Joe. Well, well. Yeah. So now we know. Uh-huh. Susan Rice is the national security advisor to Barack Obama, runs the National Security Council. There was apparently a breach into the abuse of the National Security Council, a breach of a firewall where they're not supposed to be used for political purposes, but they were. There were unmaskings and the gathering of intel from that National Security Council and the intel agencies associated with it providing intelligence so they can make national security decisions. And we've always wondered how the heck the paper trail and the footprints got kind of, you know, wipe them out so mm -hmm. you can't see where we were walking from. Mm -hmm. We now know, thanks to the great reporting of Lee Smith, too. I remember this article. I'm telling you, this is what Brandon, he's in a world of trouble. That the CIA, that Amazon Web Services was managing this cloud service where the CIA could keep some information and use for the transferring of information. Stay right there. Okie dokes. This is going to tie it all together. Here's the second portion of Lee Smith's piece, which is going to blow your mind. The NSA database, quote from the piece, with its large and ongoing collection of electronic communications, Joe, can be accessed through the NSA's cloud, one former senior intelligence official told Lee Smith. So the NSA folks has its own cloud that can be accessed by these NSA folks, and it's ongoing, the updating of it, all right? We go, it goes on. The NSA can audit that cloud and find out if analysts are violating the rules. In other words, searching the massive databases the government has and shouldn't, right? There's an audit trail, Joe. All right. Peace goes on again. The NSA, however, does not audit the CIA's cloud, which is audited by the CIA's IT people, run by John Brennan at the time, and Amazon Web Services employees who are given security clearances. This former Intel official told Lee Smith, quote, there are people in the CIA and the office of the DNI and the National Security Council staff who can move information all from the NSA cloud, which is audited, by the way, into the CIA cloud, not independently audited. That seems the likeliest scenario to explain how Obama officials first unmasked U.S. persons, those words spied in their phone calls. And then shared information without leaving a trail that could be audited independently or immediately at every step. Since unmasking by itself is authorized for lawful purposes, it's the processing and sharing, as with Susan Rice's spreadsheets we just talked about, that tell us if the information was being misused. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is one gem of a story. And by gem, I mean a flaming pile of horse manure. That, is that what's going on right now? Hmm. That the information they were looking at, the NSA had access on the Trump team phone calls, the unmaskings, the Trump team texts, the Trump team emails, that it's stored in this NSA cloud. This NSA cloud, however, being run by, obviously the NSA at the time director was Mike Rogers, who I believe to be a decent guy. I don't want to say a good guy or bad guy, but a guy who was at one point very concerned about what was happening with the NSA database. How mm -hmm. do we know that? Because he complained to the FISA court that there were abuses going on. Yeah. So we at least have Rogers taking a stand at some point, right, Joe? Now we have information that the National Security Council, according to this intelligence official, had the authority to move from an audited cloud, the NSA, over to the CIA cloud where it was under the custody of John Brennan. Ladies and gentlemen, that could be a big problem.
if that's where this spreadsheet information came from that Susan Rice was compiling, a CIA cloud. Hmm. Now, I'm sure there's a paper trail in the CIA that was probably covered up a bit by John Brennan, but it's not going to be entire. There's always going to be forensic footprints left behind. Is that where Susan Rice was getting this from? And if Susan Rice was getting this information from these spreadsheets from Brennan or Intel people, how did Obama not know? How? She was his national security advisor. Keep in mind, she's not a law enforcement official. She's not even an intelligence official. That is a political position. Say, Dan, but she's a national security advisor. It is, she is an advisor. She is not the secretary of defense. She is not the secretary of energy. She is strictly an advisor on national security issues to Obama. She has no law enforcement or intelligence authority. She heads the National Security Council. She has a clearance, but she's not an 1811. She's not a member of the CIA or the DNI. Susan Rice is a political advisor to Obama. How was she compiling all this information? What were they doing in that CIA cloud? And what was it being run by Amazon for? Are Amazon people, uh, that, are, there, are there Amazon auditors who have some kind of knowledge about what happened here? Ladies and gentlemen, it would explain a whole lot on why there's a lack of a paper trail and it would explain a whole lot on the lack of whistleblowers in this case, in the CIA. I get that question a lot. How come people aren't blowing the whistle? Well, ladies and gentlemen, if the information was transferred from the NSA cloud to the CIA cloud and kept in a sealed bubble of higher-ups reporting and loyal only to Brennan, well, that would make sense why Brennan and his people, why there were no whistle, because nobody else had access to it. Remember why there were no whistleblowers in the FBI? I get this question a lot, too. Folks, because the cases were taken out of the field offices and being run out of headquarters. The only people who could blow the whistle have already been fired. Andy McCabe, Baker left, Lisa Page, Peter Stroke, James Comey. All of these, uh, Bill Prystep, they're either gone, resigned, retired, or under criminal investigation. There were no whistleblowers because the low-level people who are, I don't mean low-level in a disrespectful way, I mean ranking-wise, who usually run these cases out of the uh, field offices were not running the case against Trump. At all. It was being run by this cabal of idiots at the upper level management level and headquarters by the FBI. There are no whistleblowers because there's nobody to blow the whistle there. They're all in on it. They're going to blow the whistle on each other. Now, some of them may be talking. We'll see. I, I get some information on that. I may put out a later date. I'm just not so sure of it. I'm getting some scoops that some people may have flipped in the FBI. And that's why the the lack of prosecutions. We'll see. I'm still skeptical about it. That's why I'm hesitant to put that out there. All right, folks, uh, let me get to this. I got a lot more for you. What else we got? Um, I want to get into a bit this ever, you know, seemingly never ending, everlasting conversation, especially during the Christmas season about why religious voters, evangelicals and others support Trump and why the media just doesn't seem to get it. And I want to get that back that up with some facts and some data. I also want to play for you a video, a supercut coming up soon of the media falling for the um, the OK sign hoax during the uh, 
<laughs> the army name is so stupid. It's just, it's just, uh, it's a gravy in media. It's, it's really good. Check that out. But uh, today's show also brought to you by buddies at GenuCell. Ladies and gentlemen, GenuCell. Go to GenuCell.com, enter Dan30 at checkout for the special deal on GenuCell's products. Listen, it's uh, last chance for their Chamonix Christmas and holiday sale. Still going. The time's running out in Chamonix's best promotion of the year. Imagine the double chin and turkey neck, Joe. Gobble, 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 gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. For Joe's turkey neck getting better every day. Literally. <laughs> Gun with the famous GenuCell breakthrough jawline treatment and MDL technology. From now a for to get the classic GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness, absolutely free, plus GenuCell's immediate effects for results in 12 hours. You got a New Year's party coming up. You got a hot date. GenuCell's immediate effects will give you results in 12 hours, look 10, 15, even 20 years younger right now before your eyes. Guaranteed or 100% of your money back. But your order today is even more special. Chamonix partnered with Women Rising to give the same exact package you get to a woman seeking support and assistance from domestic violence. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, enter Dan30 at checkout. Your order today will include GenuCell XV anti-wrinkle treatment and will be upgraded to priority shipping for free. Order now and get a surprise gift for ordering today. Go to GenuCell.com, enter Dan30 at checkout. That's GenuCell.com, enter Dan30 at checkout. All right. Let me explain what happened there, Daniel. You called for the turkey neck. You called for the turkey neck, and my head was down, and I reached for my cans because they were slipping off, and then they went flying. So all I could do was get back to the mic. (laughs) It was a mess. See, not having you up on video sometimes, we miss all the theatrics in Studio Joe. You know, seriously, that's one of those things like in a bloopers reel one day. We may have to put that in there. Oh, you know, so- I'm thinking maybe next uh, Christmas <sighs> Eve we do a best of. We'll do some bloopers too. Uh, I think we've Drew got is a good few. at that stuff on <laughs> yeah. video. We get we need some video. That would have been yeah. good. You in uh, the cans? And he says uh, cans, by the way, folks. He means his headphones. Yeah. Joe's an old radio guy. They call him cans. <laughs> I had believe me, I had to get used to Joe's radio lingo for a while too. He t- <laughs> he talks in radio jargon. And I'm like, what does he mean? He's talking about donuts and <laughs> potting up stuff and cans. Yeah. I'm like, what is this dude talking about? I had to get like a Joe dictionary when I first met him. <laughs> Right? Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Joe, what do you mean? Yeah. Talk normal. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's important. I was a Secret Service guy. I have no idea what vernacular. potting something up means. Yeah. I called it potting up. P-O-D. Yeah. Remember P-O-D? Potting up. That's right. Joe, and I said, it's potting. It's potting. It's a potentiometer, Dan. There we go. Okay, cool, man. There you go. Yeah. Joe's a smart guy, folks. Trust me. This guy knows his stuff. All right. Listen, this is funny. Oh. I, it's funny because it's so stupid. We addressed last week, the, long and short of it, is the Army-Navy game. These cadets were playing the circle game where you make this circle with your fingers. Yeah. And if you look at it, they, I, 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 honestly, I'd never heard of this game. If you look at the circle, they punch you or something like that. Uh, I, I, I don't know what it, but they were playing this circle game. So of course there's this a scam out there that some people play it on the media a long time ago. But the media sucked up because they're so stupid that making the circle with your fingers was some kind of white power symbol. It was a scam. You can read about it. It was a scam. It was meant to make liberal media idiots look like the idiots they are. Do you get what I'm saying? It did. They they took a benign (laughs) symbol, okay, that uh, thousands upon thousands of politicians and media types have made over and over, okay, and they made it like, look, we're going to play this trick on these liberal media idiots. We're going to tell them it means white power and watch them suck it up, which they did because yeah. they're so stupid. So here's a super cut 
of, I got this from Tom Elliott's account on Twitter, by the way, he's, he's always great. He's always putting these clips out there of media people, including the, one of the dumbest guys. He's like the third dumbest guy in media. Remember our ranking system. Number <laughs> yeah. one, Brian Stelter, gold medal of stupidity. Number two, Chuck Todd, Malcolm Nance, who shockingly is still allowed on the air on cable news networks. One of the dumbest guys I've ever seen. Me and my wife had the unfortunate experience of getting on a bus with this guy at Politicon. Aww. Remember that, Paula? And he was telling us he can vouch for every single black voter in the country. It was the dumbest conversation we had. My wife could not wait to get off the bus. It was so bad. Malcolm Nance is in the middle of this, and you'll hear him talk about how the cadets with the white power sign, they were playing the circle game. These guys are so dumb. Watch these idiots fall for this. This is great. Military students at Army-Navy football game caught on ESPN flashing hand signals that have lately become hate symbols. It is now being used everywhere as a symbol of white supremacy, white power, pro-Trumpism. We just had members um, of the Navy uh, during the Army-Navy football game, and it was flashing what looked like the white power sign. Like, these are the things that we're talking about in the news. It's, it's highly disturbing and, and troublesome. because It takes away from what is really a, a sort of a singular event on the sports calendar. A game, we should point out, that was attended by President Trump. There, there are some that are suggesting this is an intentional hand signal viewed by many as a hate symbol. The gesture in question, you may have seen it, looks similar to the OK sign. CNN has made a decision not to show it uh, so as not to propagate that symbol. The hand gesture is not a joke. White supremacists latched onto it, not as a symbol of irony, but as a symbol of their prevalence. At a place like the military academies, it really is, it's way over the line and it's not what you expect, it's not what the academies expect. And that's why I think you'll see these students disciplined accordingly. That is incredibly troubling, to say the least. It is very dangerous, and it's becoming synonymous with the Republican Party. Oh, yeah, this is a really difficult one. Either these kids were pulling a racist sign, or they were all trying to tell the cameraman that they're doing fine. Who knows? Hmm. I got a hand sign for you. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, me too. I can imagine it. I'll have to do that one off camera. Oh, man. Keep it kind of family. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Are these people stupid? That Malcolm Nance cracks me up, though. He really is. He is now the bronze winner in the dopey Olympics. That guy is I, I'm every single conspiracy theory promoted by the media. He's always on the ropes. His success record of failure is incredible. It's about 100 <laughs> percent. You would think by chance Malcolm Nance once in a while would get a story right just by accident. Like you're like falling into a true story, you know, Joe. Oh my gosh, look, Malcolm Nance going right. Uh, do you want the Bongino rule? I'm begging you to implement this in your lives. Here it is again, and we're going to move on because I got a lot more to cover. Whenever it has to meet these conditions, when you hear a story with racial or severe anti-Trump overtones related to bigotry. That can make Republicans or Trump people that the story makes them look bad and it has a bigotry angle. I'm strongly encouraging you when it goes viral to wait 24 hours because there is a good chance that the story is made up. And I'm saying this not because racism and bigotry doesn't exist. It does. And believe me, sadly, it's prevalent on the left. Remember, we respect the big R, God-given rights of everyone. That's the essence of conservatism. It's the left 
that engages in the bigotry against the black community through their fight against school choice, you know, treating immigrants like they're, they're, they're somehow have different intellectual capacities than everybody else talking about people like they're robots. That's a leftist phenomenon. That's not, that's not a conservative thing. That's their thing. But whenever you hear this story, wait at least 24 hours. You, if that happened, you would not have been nailed by the juicy small a story. You would not have been embarrassed by the Covington kids story. Some of the other hoaxes that were out there, you would not have been embarrassed by this one either. Matter of fact, I had this one guy I used to talk to. I don't anymore. I knew from my professional associations who, after the Covington story, DM'd me on Twitter. You better get out ahead of this. These Covington kids making fun of this Native American elder. Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't answer it. I waited and I did enacted the Bongino rule. And of course, the story was a hoax, just like this story. And Malcolm, if you just wait the 24 hours, you wouldn't have this library of video of Malcolm Nance alone and all the other people you heard in that segment, Ilhan Omar, all of the, the lunatics at MSNBC. You wouldn't be on tape embarrassing yourself over and over and over again. Oh my God, I've been holding that video for a few days. I've been dying to get to it since we had a few days off because it's just so embarrassing. These mm. people are just unbelievably stupid. All right, let's move on because wasting time in the media is just, uh, I mean, really, you lose brain cells every second we talk about this stuff. So there's this interesting conversation and I hear it come up around religious holidays, Christmas and Hanukkah being obviously religious holidays and religious celebrations. And this conversation comes up often, Joe, and it's this perpetual state of confusion by leftists and their media bootlicking allies about why religious and evangelical voters specifically. uh, And this kind of came up in light of the horrendous Christianity Today op-ed saying we need to impeach Trump, which was an embarrassment to the magazine and and really anyone who associated with that dopey op-ed. But I heard the conversation on cable news and, and elsewhere networks as well. You know, what is it about religious voters and their support for Trump? And the argument goes like this. This isn't me talking. This is the argument of her. I'm regurgitating it so I can put the fact-based case I'm about to make in context of what the argument is. The argument by the leftists and their medial uh, bubble dwellers goes, well, Trump's got this history of questionable behavior with women and elsewhere. I don't get it. You know, we think he lies a lot. This guy is not some saint. So why would people who claim to be religious support a man like this? That's, That's the case they try to make. Folks, the answer is so, you're probably laughing that we're talking about this, but it's important because the answer is so patently obvious that the story isn't about, and I'm about to put forward, isn't about the answer to the question because you already know the answer, Joe, and I know you do, and Paula does, and I know 90% of my listeners do. The story is more about how dumb and obtuse the media is because they can't figure this out despite how obvious the answer is. And here it is. And Joe, tell me if I'm wrong, because I know what you're thinking. And if I'm not saying what you're thinking, you need to stop me and say, I wasn't thinking that because you usually have a good voice for the audience here. All right. We have heard from Republican politicians, state, local, and federal level, the presidency and elsewhere, for now, what, 50 years, Joe, how they're all about big R, God-given rights, 
Defending yeah, yeah. the unborn. Yes. Defending yeah. your constitutional right to protect yourself. We've heard all the speeches. Mm -hmm. They're always so great. Oh, they're going to get in office. We're going to clean up this. We're going to clean up government spending. We're going to clean up the regulatory regime. We're going to cut taxes. We've heard it all. Yep. Every speech in a book from a litany, a conga line of fake rhino phony frauds like Lisa Murkowski, who we'll get to in a minute, too. We've heard the stories. We've heard the speeches. And what do they do, Joe? They get into office. Yes. Not all of them, but a good amount of them. And they do diddly squat. Yes. Nothing. That's correct. Well, we can't do anything against Planned Parenthood. I mean, it might, it might be some backlash. The media won't like it. Well, abortion stuff. Oh, you know, we talk about that abortion stuff. But you know what? That's not... I want to be accepted in the cocktail party circuit. And God forbid I say I'm pro-life. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Don't want to mix religion government and spending. politics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Government spending, too. I mean, that, well, we, we haven't been doing that well on that, to be fair, under the Trump administration either. So let's right, not right. pretend that. But <laughs> the regulatory reform, we can't dump regulations. The Democrats will accuse us of deregulation and, and unfettered capitalism. What do we get? We get nothing. The gun owners, we don't want to defend gun owners. I mean, we can say we do, but during campaign speeches, but God forbid we really do it. So we've had the speeches. We've heard the speeches from these supposedly air quotes here, folks. Upstanding, Joe, right? Moral individuals. George W. Bush, he was a good, I mean, I worked for him. He's a decent man. Yeah. We've heard the speeches. And we got very little in return when it comes to real conservative values, defending life, the right to self-protection, other things that are considered gauche amongst the establishment Republican circles. We don't want to talk about life and guns. So now we get this guy, Donald Trump, who, by the way, has been candid and open about his past. Just watch the Howard Stern interviews. None mm -hmm. of it's hidden, Joe. There's no secrets. He's not a liar about his past. His past has been out there. He's talked about it openly. Mm-hmm. But we get a guy who comes in there who actually works to defund Planned Parenthood, shows up at events evangelicals are at, speaks about the defense of religion and religious liberty, works on defunding portions of Obamacare that, that would uh, have, deep, uh, have a deep impact upon unborn uh, children. We have a massive deregulatory effort so that economic freedom can take hold. Whether you agree with it or not, I've not been a big fan of it, but you have this prison reform, which has given a second chance to a lot of uh, minorities and not and non-minorities as well. A lot of uh, white uh, inmates too. It didn't just only impact minorities. Again, I didn't agree with it. But if you're a believer in forgiveness, that may be something you support. Again, I don't. I'm just suggesting to you that would you rather, and this may sum it up best, have a big talker and a no-doer or a big doer and a big talker. I'll take the big talker and the big doer. There you go. This is not hard to figure out. Right. Does that make sense, Joe? We've heard the <laughs> yeah. speeches. These morally upstanding guys, they're supposed to be beatified for sainthood. Oh, this guy is such a nice guy. Yeah, what's he doing in defending the unborn and second memory? Well, he's not doing anything, but he gives a good speech. Listen, the anti-Trump crowd makes fun of this. But they shouldn't. And when I say this, I mean this. God picks flawed messengers. He always has. 
I mean, look at his, his original apostles. Peter would deny him three times. It was a rock of his church. Paul was attacking Christians. Paul, the centerpiece of the Christian movement going forward. Mary Magdalene with a checkered past. A tax collector, a, a collector in Matthew, yeah. one of the most reviled people of the time. Yeah, they were a crew. Mm. Yeah. He picked flawed messengers who, became, who came forward and, and, and evangelized the message. I'm not being overly dramatic. I'm not suggesting Donald Trump is one of the apostles. Don't, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not suggesting any of that. Right. I'm not suggesting that there's some heavenly intervention all the time either. I'm simply suggesting that human beings are flawed people. I believe in God. God made us flawed people. None of us, there was only one perfect person, and it certainly isn't me or Donald Trump or anybody else. But that actions matter is the point. Not that he's one of the apostles or the chosen one of God. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe, you know, that, 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 that I, don't, I don't need to make that jump. I'm simply suggesting flawed people can do great things. And the fact that the media doesn't understand that, that evangelicals and religious voters care about the preservation of life, care about economic freedom, education freedom, the ability to defend themselves and their family, and they're going to back someone who's getting results for them for the first time in a long time. The fact that you don't understand that speaks to your own ignorance. That is the story. Let me point out two stories, by the way, facts and data showing you what I mean, how we're finally getting results. And this is why religious voters, spiritual voters who believe in liberty, God-given liberty, back a guy who, again, is flawed like the rest of us. Look at this economic story up at Bongino.com, done by uh, Matt Palumbo, who does a lot of our writing. Folks, Trump tax cuts. The corporations that uh, are now bringing back money brought back a trillion dollars overseas due to the Trump tax cuts. There was $2.5 trillion in, in wealth parked overseas in U.S.-based corporations. They brought a trillion dollars of it minimum back. That matters, ladies and gentlemen. You want to talk about feeding the poor? Getting lower income individuals into the middle class? What better way to do it than a growing economy? No, no, we need the government to do it. Yeah, they've done a great job at that. These are results. U.S. businesses bringing back money into the U.S. These are results. It's not talk. It's not fancy rhino Republican campaign speech. It's the real deal. Look at this other story. Legal insurrection. Federal judges been an open wound in the side of America for a long time. Activist liberal judges refusing to defend the rights of unborn American citizens. All we want for Christmas is more judges. Ho, ho, ho by Jared Semeloff. A great article. Again, up at our uh, Bongino.com in the show notes and at Bongino Report about Trump not talking about federal judges who obey the Constitution and our allegiance to big R God-given rights. You're not talking, actually doing it. Doing it. Look at these numbers, Joe. Yeah. Trump has appointed appellate court judges where 90% of federal cases and challenges to our Constitution go. 90% stop at the appellate level. He's appointed in three years as many judges as Obama did in eight. No talk, Trump. Doing it. Getting yeah. it done. The second, third, and 11th circuit courts all flipped from Democrat-leaning judges to Trump appointees. Or Republican-leaning judges, I should say, because they're not all Trump appointees. The Ninth Circuit, the Nutty Ninth, 
a bastion of, of forum shopping for liberals to go to the nutty night and wipe out the rights of the unborn gun owners and everybody else. Used to be overwhelmingly Democrat-appointed judges. Now the tilt is 16-13. Only three more uh, Democrat-appointed judges and Republicans. Used to be 11. There are 80 vacancies left, folks. Not in the appellate courts, at the district courts. And two circuit court judges uh, left it for appointments for Trump. This is going to have a lasting impact. Again, media people, what is hard to understand here? I don't get it. Spiritual voters who believe in big R, God-given rights for everyone, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, immigrant, non-immigrant, union, non-union, a wife, kids, mom, dad, everyone, want results for those people. Again, the great irony of conservatism circling back to my Virginia story and believing in God-given rights for everyone is it works for liberals too. That's not the case with liberalism, which does the opposite. Liberalism burns down conservative houses and burns down the houses of everyone around them. The liberals do. He's getting results. Results matter, folks. All right, I got two more stories. I want to get to uh, Lisa Murkowski again. It's not even a Republican. It's just a total joke, an embarrassment to the party, a total stain on the GOP. She should completely exit the Republican Party stage left. She's useless. I want to get to that and this uh, millionaire's tax hypocrisy, showing you again how there's total frauds. Um, finally, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Patriot Mobile. Go today to patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Now, why would you go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan? Because we all use cell phones, right? Some of you are listening to my show on a cell phone right now. You are paying too much if you are not using Patriot Mobile. So then you say, but Dan, I trust the big mobile companies. Well, why do you do that? Do you know most of these big carriers use one of the same four? They use the same towers. They use the same towers. That's right. These companies share the same towers. So what's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference is. Patriot Mobile is the only company that donates a portion of your bill to conservative candidates and causes unabashedly. Verizon, AT&T, these other companies, they donate big dollars to left-wing causes, abortion, open borders, and more. Unacceptable. All of our Patriot Mobile plans come with unlimited talk, text, and the same reliable nationwide service with no hidden fees. Plans start as low as $25 a month. Where are you going to get a deal like that? This month, get a free Moto Z3 Play when you switch, plus a signed copy of Don Trump Jr.'s new book, Triggered. That's right, a free phone, Don Jr.'s book, all while supporting our values with every call you make. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan and use the promo code ZFREE, Z-F-R-E-E, or call 877-367-7524. Stop wasting money and supporting left-wing mobile companies. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan, patriotmobile.com slash Dan, or call 877-367-7524. Go check that out. Okay. So results matter. This is obvious. You know, results are supposed to matter in elections too. And this is why I'm always particularly disturbed by stories about this horrible, uh, This is a fake Republican senator from Alaska. So Lisa Murkowski is the first kind of break on the Republican side in the U.S. Senate. Murkowski, you'll see the story in Breitbart up at the show notes today. 
Murkowski's demanding fairness in a Senate trial. Yeah, uh, okay, whatever. She's disturbed by the coordination vow between McConnell and Trump, Breitbart, Sean Moran, uh, written on Christmas, December uh, 25th, 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, Murkowski's a joke. She knows there will be no fair trial in the Senate. You have former candidate Kamala Harris, active candidate for president, Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker. You have candidates running against Donald Trump as jurors in a trial against Donald Trump. You have fake charges on a fake whistleblower in an impeachment that was a total hoax where the actual charge, the quid pro quo, never happened. And the only firsthand witness said it never happened, right? You had that happen. They mm-hmm. passed it on to the Senate. And now fake Republican Murkowski is demanding fairness. Listen, she's a fraud. Remember Murkowski? Murkowski's the senator who lost her primary to Joe Miller in Alaska. You remember this? Mm-hmm. And then put her name as a write-in because she was a sore loser who couldn't take losing. She's a horror show. She stands for nothing we stand for. She's an embarrassment to the GOP. I'm, I'm, I'm only bringing this up because voters in Alaska, sooner or later, you're going to have the chance to write this wrong please in a primary please murkowski has to go she is a disaster she is nothing but a left-wing talking point machine she's only doing this not because she believes in fairness it's because she hates trump and frankly is doesn't have a conservative bone in her entire body don't forget that she also voted against kavanaugh by the way just so you know what lisa murkowski's really made him horror show for the republican party Worse than some Democrats. Don't forget that. Take a note, Alaska voters, when a primary season comes around for Lisa Murkowski. She's a few years away. But you need to remember all of this. All right, here's my final story of the day. This one's almost comical in its hilariousness because it talks about something I bring up often, how these elitist, liberal, rich, wealthy snobs are big talkers and unlike Trump, who can be a big talker too? They're not big doers. They're no doers. Trump, big talker, big doer. Liberals, big talkers, no doer. Complete frauds, total phonies all the time. I saw this story just before we got on the air at CNBC. I love this story. Millionaires support a wealth tax as long as they aren't the ones getting taxed. Oh, CNBC <laughs> survey. This is hysterical. This is this joke. So when they ask millionaires in the survey if millionaires should pay more in taxes, 59% of millionaires say yes, as long as that millionaire's tax only kicks in at 50 million or above, which ironically, not ironically, eliminates most of the millionaires survey. Oh, yeah. So you get what I'm saying, Joe? <laughs> yes, oh, no. definitely tax millionaires more. Oh, yeah. What no. level? 50 million. Oh, I only make a million. Yeah, those guys. Those yes. guys. <laughs> yes. So, so, so then when you drop the level and you ask millionaires, no. should millionaires be taxed who make 10 million or more? What do those millionaires say, Joe? Oh. Only 48, 11 point drop. 48% of them say yes at that point. I don't meaning know about what? That, yeah. yeah, of course. Meaning when it starts to affect them, they don't want to pay the money. Listen oh, well, to me. You know. <laughs> Let me tell you just a quick story. I, you've heard this one before. Yeah. But when I was running in Maryland, when I met Joe, when I was running for office, I was running for Congress. And uh, I had this Maryland District 6, which is a really bizarre district because it's Mountain Conservative Maryland. And then like super left occupied Montgomery County. Yeah. It, 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 there's no in between. It's like super conservative and super liberal. So I would go to Montgomery County, which is super liberal and campaign, of course. So I go to the Montgomery County Fair, Joe knows. Well, and I'd sit there mm-hmm. at the Republican booth 
And, you know, liberals would come up and want to debate with you all the time. So I got into this uh, verbal back and forth with a staffer for the dreadful Chris Van Hollen, who's now the senator from Maryland, super liberal guy. And the staffer kept telling me how millionaires should pay more and how uh, basically the middle class should pay more too in taxes. And I said to him, well, do you voluntarily pay more? He said, well, it's a stupid question. I, I said, well, why is it a stupid question? If your argument is this, and I'll say this to the millionaires in the survey who want millionaires to pay more, 48% say people who make 10 million or more should pay more. Ironically, that's some of them. Why not just write a check? If your argument is this, that government is such a benevolent force in our lives, right? That it does good things. And therefore, everyone giving more money to government will lead to a better, more just society. Joe, that's the argument, right? Yeah, that is the argument. Yeah. Liberals aren't making the argument that we should pay more because government stinks. Right. We're, we're making that argument that government stinks and you should pay less. Conservatives, because it does. Liberals' argument is government is a benevolent good force. It's a good thing. And we should all pay more so we can do more good things and good stuff. So why don't you just give extra money? I don't, I don't understand what's stopping you. So the, the guy, to sum up the story, the guy at the event lost his mind. Oh, stupid <laughs> argument. I mean, it almost devolved into like a fist fight because he was so enraged that he couldn't answer the question. Just give more. Why don't you and your liberal friends get together if you're convinced it's a, a government is a positive good? Why not just donate more money? Again, listen, I, my wife and I give money to charity. But I think Folds of Honor, by the way, great charity. Uh, make some donations. We're, nobody's forcing us to do it. We do it because I think Folds of Honor does good work. That's why I wear their shirts here on the show. It's a great charity. Pays for scholarships for the children of fallen military officers. I believe... That is a net good for society. You come home in a box fighting for, for freedom and our military. The least we can do, the least we can do is assist your family financially in helping one of your kids who you can no longer provide for get through college. The least we could do. That's a good thing. You don't have to force me to do it. It's a good thing. We do a scholarship thing here which if you purchase our items at Bongino.com, all of our proceeds go there. No one's forcing us to do it. We do it because it makes us feel good. We like it. And we know it helps people out. Making people feel good makes me feel good. It makes other conservatives out there who do more than we do. Wealthy conservatives who give money to people. You know, non-middle we're class conservatives. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> leave it in. Now we got to leave it in. Ladies and gentlemen, our screensaver just went out. If you're not watching this on YouTube, this is an opportunity for you to subscribe immediately to youtube.com slash Bongino. We switched over. Did you see that? We switched over to a USB drive because one of our things went out and the Samsung, the, the uh, screen in the back went out. Now it's a free advertisement for Samsung TVs in the background. Oh, Don't great. even cut that out that because great. this is worthy of a blooper reel, but being at the end of the show, I'm going to keep it in. But let me just wrap up my point because it's important. Millionaire liberals and our free advertisement for Samsung now. Just donate more. Do it. Samsung, <laughs> donate more. Just do it. Give money. Paul is dying over there. So just, <gasps> just give more money. Just give more money. All right. At the end of the show, we're going to see if we can figure this out. For those of you not watching, please don't cut this out. <laughs> Producer Drew, Paula, Joe, leave this in the show. I want to see if we can figure this out on the air. But right. I'm going to, have to keep the mic. Hold on. I'm going to take the microphone with me. All right. Oh, oh, the Bongino logo go. is back. All you have to do is hit the home button, apparently. Well, now we know. 
Now we know you have about two hours before the screensaver thing kicks in. We just switched to the, that's hysterical. YouTube.com slash Bongino. Check out our Samsung blooper at the end. We will leave that in the show for the viewing pleasure of all of you the day after Christmas. Uh, a lot of that fun. was great. Paul, look at her in the background. She's yeah. cracking up. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. That was a lot of material. We got through all yeah. of our stories magically today. I didn't think I would do that. I hope you yeah. all had a very Merry Christmas. I know my kids did. I know little Joe did. Joe's son. Yes, he did. U.S. Marine now. Spoke to him. Great kid. Yeah. I know Joe did as well. So, uh, Thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.